All right, so uh, today we've got a special treat for you. Uh, I've decided to partner with Wandery again to promote another one of their shows coming out. Uh, it's called Raising the Bar. On Raising the Bar, Ali and Michael, they host the show. Ali started their business, Dry Bar by driving herself around to homes in Los Angeles to give blowouts to clients, but then their business took off. Raising the Bar is all about how entrepreneurs or anyone who wants to start a business or learn about business can have a life while also having a business. It's one of those really interesting shows that uh, I'm certainly going to become a fan of, and I wanted to make sure that I shared it with you as well. So I'm going to uh, step aside here. I'm going to play half of the episode of Raising the Bar. If you want to hear the full episode, do a quick search for Raising the Bar in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your shows. Do a quick search, Raising the Bar, and hit subscribe when you get over there. Okay, so Michael and I have our dad here, Philip Landau, in the studio with us today. Welcome, Dad. Hi, thank you. Nice to be here. So so you got me here in this little room. I got a microphone in front of me. What are we doing here? What's so, the idea? So Allie and I wanted to start a podcast where we could talk to a bunch of different entrepreneurs, both successful moguls and people who are just getting started and really hear their story and share our stories and part some advice and wisdom on them from all the interesting stuff that we've learned over the past eight plus years at Drybar. Dad, have you ever actually listened to a podcast? I've never listened to a podcast. I've never even heard of a podcast before. Oh, well, it's a whole new world and you're going to like it. You definitely have to listen to ours. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Allie Webb. And I'm Michael Landau. And this is Raising the Bar, a show by entrepreneurs and for entrepreneurs, or anyone thinking or dreaming about starting and growing a business. Michael and I started our business dry bar after my little mobile blow dry business took off. I went to Michael for advice and money, and being a bald guy, he was a bit skeptical at first. But I thought my little sister might be onto something. Now, eight years later, we have over 100 locations and over 3,000 employees across the country. We'll be talking to a bunch of cool business owners, people who have already made it big, as well as folks that are just getting started. We're so excited that our first two guests will be Sarah Michelle Geller, who, in addition to being a super accomplished actress, producer, and mama, is also the co-founder of an amazing company called Foodsters. And our dad, who not only raised us, but was a small business owner himself when we were growing up. Oh boy, this should be interesting. And it's fascinating to hear how even for someone like Sarah Michelle Geller, starting a business is not easy. Here's our conversation with her now. Is it harder to be an actress? There's a lot of preparation, I would assume. Or running your own business and all of the trials and Good tribulations question, that come Sparky. Up. They're very different. Um, and it, I think sometimes it depends in the moment. You know, acting can be emotionally draining. You know, if you're doing something that's heart-wrenching or, um, you know, physical. Mm -hmm. Buffy was extremely physical. The hours were extremely long. But that being said, you know, I had a nice trailer to go to. <laughs> there was craft services. You know, there's luxuries that come with that. Um, I think that this is a little bit more gut-wrenching mm -hmm. in the fact that I'm putting it all out there, mm -hmm. fail or succeed. You know, there's no... In film and television, every big actor has a movie that mm -hmm. fails, a TV show that doesn't go, uh, you know, bad reviews, mm -hmm. and it's just on to the next. These are, there isn't like... There, the is no, there is no next thing. So yeah. I think there's a different kind of yeah. pressure. Yeah. And because I am under a microscope right. as well, it's, you know, that you feel that extra pressure. Um, and it's always... I think it's always scary to step outside your comfort zone, right? Yeah. I could have 
stayed in my comfort zone and kept mm. acting. And, and I will continue. I was I mean, going to say, do yeah. you think you'll go back to it? I do, actually. I think that I'll get to a place with the company where I feel like there's a there's yeah. a world where I can do both. It's just not when we were starting because to get into these right. stores and to do all that. So, so we launched... Uh, um, online first and then the stores came to us very quickly mm-hmm. wanting to put us in the store. We knew that we weren't ready yet. Like right. the packaging was still right. straight to consumer. You know, there was still work to be done. And so our leap from being online launching to going into initially 300 and then 7,000 stores was over the course of six months. Mm-hmm. And that's very quick. And it's a lot of pressure because I say it's very much like a movie, right? You spend all this time making your movie, then you got to get people in the theater. Right. So it's the same thing. So now we get it on the shelf. Now we have to get it off the shelf. Now how right. do you make people go and buy it? Exactly. Now, I know Allie struggled with this early on and frankly still does. And um, I know where you're she, going yeah, with this. How she balances, you know, and I wonder if it's different in your previous career or with your with foodsters with balancing your work life. Allie used to always feel guilty whenever she was working. She felt bad that she wasn't with her kids. Whenever she was with her kids, she felt bad she wasn't with dry bar. And I feel felt so, I feel so bad for her. And I'm actually about to have my first baby right now. So I have a feeling. Like any minute now. You look great considering. (laughs) Um, It's so hard. It is. It's, it's really hard. Um, I, it's the question I I get asked the most, like work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Well, the answer is there's no such fucking Mm -hmm. thing. Like there's just not. Um, But the main thing that I do think you have to do is instead of doing that, instead of, feeling guilty when you're home that you're not a dry bar, feeling guilty when you're not home is the reverse. Mm-hmm. You have to commit that when you are at dry bar, yeah. that that is your focus. Yeah. That gets your attention. And that when you are home, you Hear are this, present. I know. I say the same thing. I say, I try to like, make sure like I'm there for like the important big things for my kids. And I'm like really a hundred percent there and vice versa. When I'm a dry and, bar, I try to like really focus. And you know, th- there, I will say that this has afforded me while my children are really young. Also the ability to be a little more present because when you're on a film set, if my daughter has a midday show in first grade, I, I can't leave right. 400 crew members right. just standing right. up. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> you know, I remember yeah. I have a big thing about Halloween because I, even before I had kids, I always wanted to go trick or treat. But, but even now I want to kids, I never wanted to miss that. And there's no way to finish your day on a television show or a movie in time to go. And especially for the crew. So I would always offer from the time I, even before I had kids, I would just have Buffy. I would start at 3am in the morning on those days Mm. and say to people, here's our options, right? We can come in at three in the morning and we can bang this out and get our full day done. And then you guys can go home and have trick or treating with your kids. Like, so this job has definitely afforded me the ability to say, Hey, I'm leaving for an hour to go see her show. I'll be right back. Right. So that's been amazing for me. And now that, you know, my youngest one's going to Oh my God. I, I have a 13 year old. I know. I, can't, I don't know. I mean, old. there's all sorts of crazy shit happening. Yeah, in my I know. House Luckily right she's going to go through it all before me so that when I hit there with the boy, I'll actually be able to, <laughs> to ask. So that's my thing is like, I try to really, I put down the phone when I'm at home, you know, my kids still go to bed really early. They're still young. They're eight and five or almost nine and six. So I can get back online at eight right. o'clock, yeah. you know, and it's okay to say from, you know, six to yeah. eight, please don't call me. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, I'm not going to answer. And then, and then yeah. I'll answer. I do think it's hard to, you know, I think about 20 years ago, like when you got home from work, I mean, they couldn't reach you the same way. Like there's probably, you no, had a little bit more so of like, accessible now. right? It's like, everyone knows they can get you. Biggest screw up and what did you learn? I don't believe in failing. Failing is just your first attempt in learning. That was just a preview of Raising the Bar. To listen to the rest of the episode and more, subscribe to Raising the Bar with Ali and Michael on Apple Podcasts or find a link in the episode notes to subscribe. Subscribe.